<clears throat> it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. For some of us who have been saved for a while as we were introduced to the old hymns of the faith, we had seasons with these hymns. Did we not? When God would arrest our hearts through an old hymn of the faith, sometimes written hundreds of years ago, we would, as we hear it and as we learn it and sing it in the shower, as has to be the case for me, and I sound good in the shower by myself. Uh, the only time my wife can sing is when she is uh, putting on the dog in front of the in front of the white folks and black folks and in the church old church setting pre-pandemic plague setting and uh, I've never heard her sing around the house like an angel but I'm here to tell you if I have to preach in a uh, church somewhere or I'm, we're visiting a church she sings like an angel it's just this wildest the wildest thing to me but anyway, uh, I sing pretty good when I'm in the shower by myself. And I have sung these hymns many times by myself. I remember many years ago when I was a student. I had just gotten out of the Air Force. I was a student uh, at Baptist University of America. It was hot back then, but she died down, and uh, after a while, but it was the place to be for independent Baptists, and it was there where I learned some of the hymns that I had not heard before. This was one of them. It is well with my soul, and I was a young man, single. And uh, that song arrested my heart so much that I probably sung that song for a whole month. That's how we do. That's how I say people do when they get a hold of something or something gets a hold of them. Another song I've already told you about was when a girlfriend of mine and I, we went to see the Passion Play in Atlanta. And, and, 
and uh, and and I was really trying. I was really, I really, I was really into this woman, and uh, uh, but that passion play snapped me back into reality. I mean, big time. I mean, I I, I forgot all about that woman, and she was beautiful. And I forgot all about that woman. And uh, I mean, when I saw that play for the first time, and then when Jesus Christ was hanging on the cross, amen. And uh, and they they broke out singing. And this is Dr. Charles Stanley's church, you know. They do things first class. You hear me? I don't know if they do the Passion Play anymore. I mean, that that was a major production. And they broke out with, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. Now, you're not supposed to do this if you're trying to really get with the woman you like. But the tears began to flow. And, uh... And, and 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 she was a white woman, a beautiful white woman, young lady. We worked together at the Christian radio station. And you know how the, you know some of the white women do. I don't know, they they will put their arm around you. And that's what she did right there in at the Civic Center in Atlanta. And uh, um, and I had lost it. Now, for me to cry in front of a woman, buddy, you know I lost it on that song. And then I sung that song uh, for about a month. When I, I was so taken by that song, by that old hymn. You know God has, God has to, God's got something to do with it when, when, when a song uh, uh, is, 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 it takes you like that. God has got to have something to do with it. I, I've been tempted to say that they were these writers were divinely inspired, but I can't say that. I'll get in trouble with my orthodox brethren, but some of these people they had something that many of the songwriters today don't have. I tell you, <laughs> woo, that song, man. When I survey the wonders cause, if you can't get with that, there's something wrong with your salvation. Huh? Uh, it is well with my soul. Uh, son, if you can't get with that right there and, 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 and get something from God out of that right there, something wrong, man. Something wrong. I guess she she didn't know what to do and I didn't know what to do but I was I was pretty much done with her and she reached over and hugged my neck and um, while I was the tears were flowing uncontrollably now God would do that to you the old saints used to call it uh, when your cup runneth over you, you 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 can't stop it. 
people have heard me say, I have asked the Lord, please. <laughs> With respect, I have asked the Lord, please now, Lord, help me to go ahead on and do my job. I've asked the Lord, respectfully, please leave me alone. Leave me alone. Because, see, to make a big old grown man husky, grown man, man's man, alpha male, uh, cry uncontrollably with the tears. You can't stop the tears no matter how much of a handkerchief you got or a rag or whatever you got. And you walk out the place. You walk out the Civic Center with tears in your eyes. And I wasn't the only one. The ones who had seen it before, they came, they, they, they went out with the dry eye. But those who were there for the first time, and then Charles Stanley, he got up there and preached the gospel. I said, wow, look at this. My sweet evangelical brother. They were, they were, they were hot back then. Yes, sorry, they did it right. And that's one of the things I have noticed about pastors, buddy. They they have a gift to pastor multi multiple gifts, and they, but they also have a gift for, and I believe it is a gift, a gift for excellence. Excellence, true pastors, who get it who get it done, who get the job done. Pardon me. Okay. Anyway, the old hymns of the faith. If you want me to go back to reading the old hymns of the faith to you before I get started, let me know. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. <clears throat> and to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial. And you need these things in your life. God has led me to start this service right after the coronavirus plague set in, and it's still here with us. And we have other plagues now. Uh, and by the way, if you have seen the destruction in Florida, Florida, my friend, if you, that is in, uh, how, how should I say this? That uh, would not have happened if it had not been for God. God is the one who has allowed that to happen. God is not pleased with his church today. And you can like it or not. You can like it or lump it. You can get mad at me all you want to. The church is a mess today. And I love the church. I love uh, the brethren who are saved. I love the sisters who are saved and who are born again. 
I love the brotherhood. I do. I love godly pastors, godly uh, mothers of the church, and godly young people. But generally speaking, the church is a mess. And God is not pleased, and God and God, and God is not through. He is increasing it. No, no, no. Oh, that's just climate change. No, man. God created the climate, and God has used the climate and weather down through the years to chastise and rebuke His people and to judge people, even His own people, Israel. God is in control of the climate, and if it is changing, he's changing it to cause the kind of destruction that your eyes cannot believe. Man, this is the worst one ever to hit America. I believe this one is worse than Katrina. Have you seen the wreckage? Have you seen how uh, the winds and Eurocladon just picked up stuff and moved it way over here, way on the other side of the bay? Huh? One couple said, and I don't know why they were asleep. One couple said they were asleep in the bed and the dog started barking. Y'all need to wake up. The dog said, hey, 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 you big people up there, uh, water is coming up in here in my space, and it's going to be up there with you in a minute. <laughs> the dog at least saved them from getting wet if he didn't save their lives. Because the man is, is, the man said he was six, he's six foot tall. Uh, he's a six footer. And it was above his waist, right at his waist. My, my, my. Okay. God is involved. God is lovingly, mercifully, and graciously dismantling and destroying America because we have done evil in God's sight. We have disrespected God. We have dishonored God. We have disobeyed God, we have marginalized God, and we have pushed God out to the periphery, and, and, and we don't even acknowledge him in, in, in some of our ways, much less all of our ways. And, and, and that right there is what's going to get you in trouble with God. Not recognizing him. You better recognize. That's what the young people used to say. You better recognize. Okay? Now, he's not going to tolerate that. <laughs> no. Not at all. Not at all. Okay, He's not done. Now he is showing us mercy and grace in the midst of chastisement and rebuke, but he's not done. He's not done. You keep on living. You'll see. And and, and they're going to, watch this. And, and have a Eurocladon to form to tear up Puerto Rico, who they were just coming out of a bad situation. Then tow up Cuba. They still in darkness. The whole country is in darkness. They they down there in Havana right now, uh, protesting the darkness. 
and then snake around and just tear up Florida, the whole state almost. Fort Myers, they say Fort Myers is gone. Now, see, unless this has happened to you, you don't understand what those people are going through. They're going through a whole lot of things psychologically. One lady said, I lost everything. One lady, another lady said, look here, I can't take this. <laughs> I'm not laughing at them. I'm listening to these people, and, and they, some of them are funny to me. She said, I can't take this. I'm too old for this. Another man said, we lost everything. All of our pictures and mementos, everything is gone. Everything is gone. I said, my parents are all right, my family is all right, but everything is gone. And let me tell you something. See, this is, this is what I want to tell you. people. I told people yesterday, the other day regarding this. Now, God is really not in the business of blessing you to live to 65 years old or 62 and then let you retire in a nice motorhome or, uh, or some kind of uh, RV or a uh, trailer, nice trailer or something, anywhere you can live cheaply down in Paradise, Florida. God wants the best for everybody, but He's not in the business of tearing up things and tearing up your house. Unless you provoke him, people of God, especially. Unless you give him a reason to. Unless you are a Job and you're going to, through a Job situation. You, I mean, only God and you would know that. And that, that's, he, 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 doesn't, he doesn't do a whole lot of that. God wants to bless you. Uh, how many how, how many of you parents you have a child that you want to bless you want to do something for them but they're, <clears throat> they're so evil you can't do it you don't want to do it because they're not going to help them you got to deal with that evil in them uh, there are husbands who have wives who they want to give them the nice little pendant and the colorful necklace of all the children and buy something nice for for Valentine, but they don't they don't do right. And the smart husbands don't do that because you can't reward evil. God does not reward evil. Once you become a child of God, God never listen to me. I know I know that you heard this lie. I know you heard this lie throughout the prosperity gospel era, but that's all gone and dead. A hurricane from God destroyed that. Praise God. Oh, we still got a few uh, people who are still in the slavery of prosperity gospel. And they have not been told that Lincoln signed the document. You're free from that foolishness. Uh, and some, some are still trying to resurrect it. But even the prosperity gospel preachers are condemning it now. Glory be to God. But you've been taught this foolishness that you can shack up and whore around and whoremonger around and be with Bo Peep and be with Sylvia and you married and be a half homosexual or sodomite and that God's just going to bless you anyhow. You, you're blessed and highly favored. 
God has never done that. God has never done that. He can't do that. He won't do that. You have been taught and you believe a lie. That's what you want to believe. And you're probably lost and on your way to hell thinking that way. If you're thinking that you can just do what you want and lie and cheat and hoe around and everything else and whoremonger around and God is just going to bless you anyhow. You just pop up in the church on Sunday and get you a shout and get shouted out of there and put a little offering in the plate. You're going to be all right. You have been deceived. You have been bamboozled. And you have run amok. Anyway, my beloved. So you need these things in your life. Prayer. Devotional time. The reading of the Bible. Memorial time. Remember what God... Uh, has done in your life. Remember how there are other people who are hurting tonight. Uh, all across this country and around the globe. From the coronavirus plague. To other plagues and other problems and other issues. The people in Florida are hurting. People are in South Carolina and uh, one of my home states, North Kakilaki. Are getting a licking tonight. Pray for them. Remember them. And remember the people that God has put in your life. Down through the years. To show you great favor and grace. Uh, and thank God for them. Remember them. And then uh, family lessons is another thing we do every day. We touch the family commandments. The family verses. We just touch it and deal with each segment. And then evangelism. I have never preached without preaching the gospel. There are some pastors who believe you can preach without preaching the gospel. And I don't know how you can do that, but <clears throat> um, I've never preached the gospel in, I've never preached in 43 years. A message without including the gospel in the message. Ladies and gentlemen. Brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Uh, this is Daniel White. The third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible episode number 634 where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint, this unique uh, arrangement of the Holy Scriptures allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today, my beloved, we are reading 
Proverbs chapter 24, verses 21 through 30. And my grown children, I want you to understand this. I said my grown children living on their own, getting jobs, uh, and all of that. They're the ones who put all of this together for their father. They've been doing it for many years. And they insist on doing it. They want to do it as a service unto the Lord. And then I've had, I have children who have supported the ministry in the multiplied thousands of dollars. And, uh, and I give God the glory for that. Grown children doing this on their own. You know, you can't make grown children do anything. And so, I mean, they don't have to do anything. Uh, but, but they, 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 I mean, they were, they're working for the Lord so faithfully, so consistently, so consistently. I'm even impressed. And they have other obligations and other responsibilities now. And so I thank God for them. And they're listening. They're monitoring what I say and what I do. They're monitoring, mon monitoring the services. And making sure that everything goes well. And so we give God the glory. Let's pray. Holy Father God, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you tonight for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Lord, help all of your people to pray to you tonight. And Holy Father God, I praise you and thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is uh, sitting at your right hand. Lord, I praise you and thank you for your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word. I praise you, Lord, tonight, and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon me and my, thus my family down through the years. And I praise you and thank you for the miracles that you have wrought in answer to prayer down through the years and even on yesterday. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. And Holy Father God, for Jesus Christ's sake, please, on this Friday night even, have mercy and grace upon us. And forgive us, Lord, of our sins, our failures, and our faults. As we from our hearts, by your grace, and I pray for all of the saved people in my family, all of the saved people in this country, and around the globe. Lord, who are born again, forgive us of our sins, our failures, and faults. And uh, 
Lord, crucify our flesh and the old man within us tonight and fill us with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing of your Holy Spirit. Deliver us, Lord, from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, and to do right tonight and uh, throughout our lives. Put a God in our hearts, our minds, tongues, attitudes, and temperaments that we will not sin against you. Wash and cleanse our hearts and minds, spirits and consciences and souls in the precious blood of Christ. Place, Lord, upon us tonight the whole arm of God, and Lord, surround us with the man of your holy angels. And uh, Holy Father God tonight, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. And Lord, I do pray that you'll help all of us who are saved and name the name of Christ to understand and remember the old saying, one life to live, it will soon be past, only what's done for Christ <coughs> will last. Lord, I believe that even my youngest children, uh, as, uh, that little saying compels them, according uh, and, and your holy word, compels them to do the magnificent ministry work that they have done for years. Not just now, but Lord, for years, as you know. And, uh, and I, they've heard me quote that many times. And so it was a blessing to me when I was a young Christian. One life to live, and it will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Help us to always remember that. And Holy Father God, I pray for the salvation of those who are lost in my family, including my wife, Marika White, who is too proud to humble herself and denounce her false religion of the past, and to truly believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ, and to come to know you as Savior. And Lord, uh, I, it would be a blessing to me if she did that, but I'm not praying for her to get saved for me. I'm praying for her to get saved for your glory and for herself. And Lord, I pray for her mother and aunts and siblings to truly hear the gospel and to come and know you as Savior by believing in you. For I know that they're watching. <coughs> and uh, Lord, I pray also for my mother and my two sisters uh, who serve as apostles and bishops and prophetesses over men and uh, are in complete Jezebel disobedience to you open their blinded eyes unstop their deaf ears and save their souls from religion and Lord do the same for all of the families under the sound of my voice and all of the Christian fam all of the families uh, that name the name of Christ, but they know they have lost people in their families, and the people around the world. Save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved. Heal those who are sick if they're willing to meet what you want them to do. Confessing their sins, repenting, 
making sure that they're saved. And Holy Father God, we pray, uh, Lord, for all of the people who are hurting tonight. Uh, we pray that you will uh, comfort them as only you can. Draw them to yourself for salvation. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight that you will uh, lift our burdens, cares, worries, anxieties, troubles, problems, uh, guilt of any sin in our lives, and fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding for those of us who are saved in my family, in this country, and around the globe. <coughs> Revive those of us who are saved, and uh, Lord, uh, deliver us tonight as well, uh, Lord, from all sin and weights and sins that so easily beset us, and uh, Lord, deliver us also from uh, all distresses and afflictions and uh, tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations, tests and tensions. And Holy Father God, I pray that you would also, in my family and in Christian families around the world and in this audience, and uh, Lord, that you would deliver us all from uh, spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress, problems, troubles, and difficulties that we're facing. And Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you'll have all of that to come to pass. And uh, Holy Father God, I Thank you for remembering mercy while you chastise us and rebuke us and punish others for our good. And uh, Lord, thank you for uh, allowing things to be as well as they are. And so, Holy Father God, I pray tonight that uh, you would uh, protect all of my family members, all of the family members represented in this crowd tonight. Protect, Lord, all of your saved ones and their families around the world. From ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. And Lord, have all that we do and say tonight, on this Friday night, and throughout this weekend, to be done for your glory, praise, and honor, if you should tarry your coming, and if you would allow us to live, and have it to be for the lifting up and honoring of Jesus Christ before scenes and behind the scenes. For your glory, praise, and honor, in Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen.
ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At Proverbs chapter 24, verses 21 through 30. My son, fear thou the Lord and the King, and meddle not with them that are given to change. For their calamity shall rise suddenly, and who knoweth the ruin of them both? These things also belong to the wise. It is not good to have respect of persons in judgment. He that saith unto the wicked, Thou art righteous, him shall the people curse, nation shall abhor him. But to them that rebuke him shall be delight, and a good blessing shall come upon them. Every man shall kiss his lips that giveth a right answer. Prepare thy work without, and make it fit for thyself in the field, and afterwards build thine house. Be not a witness against thy neighbor without cause and deceive not with thy lips. Say not, I will do so to him as he hath done to me. I will render to the man according to his work. I went by the field of the slothful, and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. And we'll pick that up tomorrow night, if the Lord should tarry his coming and we live. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. Lord, grant us your unction and your anointing and the power of your Holy Spirit to understand it, to comprehend it, and to obey it. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, because that is what we're doing, whether you know it or not. Uh, family, service, family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White the third. President of Gospel Light Society International with the White House Family Devotional Reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Treasury of David. This is episode number 177. We're at Psalm 1812. 
at the brightness that was before him, his thick clouds passed, hail, stones, and coals of fire. Dr. Spurgeon goes on, suddenly the terrible artillery of heaven was discharged. The brightness of lightning lit up the clouds as with a glory proceeding from him. <coughs> Pardon me. Who was concealed within the cloudy pavilion and volleys of hailstones and coals of fire were hurled forth upon the enemy. The lightning seemed to cleave the clouds and kindle them into a blaze, and then hailstones and flakes of fire with flashes of terrific grandeur terrify the sons of men. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word, and I thank your I thank you for your uh, servant, he being dead yet speaketh, expounding upon your word in a devotional fashion for our good. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, beloved, we move to the family verses. Uh, we've been in Ephesians chapter 5 where God deals with the wife and the husband. Verse 33 is a rare verse where God deals with the husband and the wife together in one verse, uh, issuing commandments and not advice and not suggestions. Now once you learn that these are commandments, if you are a child of God, a born-again saved one, you will understand that you need to obey them. And you understand, and you will understand, that if you don't obey them, God will deal with you. See, this is what some people in the church who evidently are not saved, they don't understand that. In God's economy, yes, God is all about grace. Your salvation is all about grace. But once you trust Christ as Savior, God expects you to start acting like Christ. And, uh, uh, and, he, and he, his system is re rewards-based. You obey him, he will reward you uh, for doing that in this life and in the life to come. But you're not going to disrespect him and disobey him in this world and think you're going to get away with it and be blessed and highly favored. It doesn't work that way. It's, it's very straightforward. Uh, tonight we're in Ephesians chapter 6 verses 1 through 3 where God speaks to the children. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Sometimes in life you just do things because they're right to do. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Oh, now I remember, okay. I know why Daniqua and Daniel, Ezekiel, and Danielle stayed in that passage last night for three services. Because this is what we were doing before. So y'all keep on doing that. That's good. I just thought about that. So let's do this again tomorrow night. 
that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. I told you, God operates on a rewards basis. People, listen to me, people who are lost, young people who are lost, they never get that. They believe that they can be saved and just do what they want to do in God's world, in God's economy. And that's not happening. That's not happening, man. I'm telling you straight up, God is not going to let you do that. If you're his child. Now, if you have deceived yourself and you are a phony Christian, then you're going, you can do whatever you want. If you, you, you don't have any compunction, you don't have any guilt about what you're doing, you, you're not saved anyway. See, you need to get born again. You need to get saved. If you can look somebody in the face and lie to them or lie to them on the phone or lie to them with a text and that does not bother you, I assure you, you have never been saved. You have never been born again. So, young people, it's important what you do while you're young. And it's important how you uh, respect and honor your parents. And, and see, this is not about how you feel towards them or what you think of them. All, all young people are going to have some misgivings about their parents. It's just, that's just par for the course. That's just the way it is in most cases. Now, and, and let me let me just say this. Judge, the great baseball player, I'm say a couple of things, and I, then I'm going to move on. This is not surprising. God has done this hundreds of times, particularly in sports. Take a young man who does not have a father or mother who wanted him. A white couple adopted him. But do you know he respects his white parents who he knows they're not his natural parents? He respects them and honors them more than some children who have their parents. He, he, he makes it a point to, to point to them and give them credit and give them honor. He's a good kid. And God has done, this is not surprising to me. God has done this. I've talked about this in the past. How God would take a child like that who does not have the benefit of being raised by their parents and, and, and no parent, half a family, broken marriage, broken family, whatever, uh, foster child and make them great. He's considered right now one of the greatest baseball players of all time. Raised by his white adopted uh, uh, f uh, mother and father and I guarantee you he, he sees them as his mother and father and, uh, and so all young people ought to do that and if you're saved you'll do it now we have some people who went to church all their life and, and they're not saved and so they don't even understand this uh, but uh, be that as it may uh, let's move on as we pray for other people. Holy Father God, we pray, Lord, for the people down in Flor Florida and in South Carolina who are hurting. Uh, Lord, uh, most of them who are in Florida still in darkness. 
and people are fending off snakes and alligators and Lord we pray that you protect them uh, down there and uh, Holy Father God uh, we pray yes for the millions of people who are still hurting from the coronavirus plague and the sickness and death that comes from that but we pray now for a few by name as we have done uh, some 840 plus times in having that many services we pray Lord for a few by name we pray for the family and friends of Pennsylvania resident Thomas McAllister we pray for the family and friends of Rhode Island resident Lynn Daly we pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Arizona resident Judith Hannah Massey. We pray for uh, now the people who have sent in prayer requests. We pray not only for these few, but the thousands who have done so down through the years. And Lord, hear and answer their prayers and hear and answer our prayers for them. And we pray for salvation, spiritual, family, life, financial, material protection and provision blessings upon them and not only them but these as well these new prayer requests we pray for Pastor Bershevi and we join him in thanking you for the great service at uh, Congoli Church and for the soul saved and people healed and delivered please bless and provide for the widows please bless the youth seminar revival an open-air market please provide them with the 10 iron sheets supply for the Nasjanda Church Ruth save the witch doctors who are trying to hinder their efforts they are in Kenya we pray for Wayne please heal Darcy from problems in her heart veins arteries and valves and swelling in her feet and Lord, we pray that you would please heal Nancy from gland cancer. Please help Reuben to live after he overdosed. Save his soul and deliver him from the hold of drugs. And Lord, we pray for Jeju. Uh, please bless him with a job and money to buy food and medicine for his mother. And Lord, we pray for the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel, through this ministry. Help them to stand strong in the faith and to grow in the faith. Protect them from the devil. We pray for Joshua, Pulet, uh, Navajan, uh, Asis, and Pahala. And Lord, we pray for those who have recommitted their lives to you through the preaching of the whole counsel of God through this ministry. We pray, Lord, for Shirley, Melanie, Matian, Eric, and Shingium. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray. And for his sake, amen. Now, dear friend, if you are here with us tonight and you do not know Jesus Christ in the free pardon of your sins. Jesus Christ said these most important words 
the most important words in the history of the world to mankind. He preached the gospel first and best. If you want to get saved, listen to the words of Jesus Christ. For he said, for God so loved the world. That means that God loves you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave up his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to suffer, bleed, and die on the cross for your sins. For our sins is the problem. He came and provided the remedy, his precious blood. He was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, here's where you come in at, whosoever believeth in him should not perish. In other words, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. What an opportunity. What a privilege. All you have to do is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. John the Baptist called him the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. You and I have a problem and it's called sin. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. And uh, if we die without believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, we go to that awful place called hell. And hell is a very real place. So dear friend, if you want to be saved from hell because of your sins and saved to heaven, Jesus Christ told you what to do. Believe in him. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. Pray and ask him to save your soul, for the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you want to be saved tonight, dear friend, believe in your heart in Jesus Christ and call on his name. I'm getting ready to pray the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have broken your Ten Commandments by lying and by stealing, by lusting and by coveting, by dishonoring and disobeying my parents, by taking your holy name in vain. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins. 
help me to change and help me to do your will and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and forsake. Amen. <clears throat> now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door by me of any man into in. He shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight and you prayed that prayer in sincerity, I say to you congratulations for doing the most important thing in life. Please email us and let us know at the email on your platform or you can uh, email me directly at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and uh, let me know that you got saved so that we can send you some more material to grow thereby and also uh, to uh, pray for you and answer your questions. We are here for you. Send in your prayer requests and uh, uh, we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, may God bless you and keep you is my prayer as we listen to the old hymns of the faith Make sure you pray without ceasing. God bless you. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow.